estate. Yeah, real estate has been one of the few industries that has excelled during this whole entire right. thing. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 137 of The Real Word. Word is up. All right, two rackets and a marketeer of the week this week. It was a good Somebody week. who we like very much on social is the marketeer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like that narrows it down much, but no. it is one of our faves. <clears throat> uh oh. Excuse me. Do you want. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Time to quarantine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> something there. All right. <laughs> Racket number one Inman. All three articles are Inman this week. Fall is the new spring in real estate. This is an Andrea. Uh, Brambilla article, staff writer article, uh, low mortgage rates, record low, mm-hmm. skyrocketing buyer demand mm-hmm. and shrinking inventory have pushed the housing market's busy season forward through at least the end of this year. Nicole White, do you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, with the pandemic happening in March, which was really sort of the beginning of the, the spring season, obviously delayed, you know, sort of buyer demand. But I'll be honest. That's what here. they said here too. Two month delay yeah, on, on uh, the spring market. Absolutely. But I, I have to admit, though, I mean, and I, and I think that you would agree, the fall market has always been in, in for my business just as busy as the spring market has been I definitely have never really seen a lag I think going into the fall uh, we naturally get a little anxious because it's like school starting and you know everyone is is dragging their feet a little bit more but I mean come again now that school's sort of officially started this week and next week I mean I don't see any reason on that a, it well on a personal level cheapers. I would agree with you for me the falls have been a little bit better you know throughout my career but you and i have also played on listings a little bit above the average median price here in our market so we've had a little higher price listings sometimes those take a little longer to sell so i think that's why you and i have experienced better falls as opposed to like if we just worked the um Hmm. median you know the median price point in our areas yeah and just stayed on that on buyers the majority of those sales do historically in our location happened mm-hmm. in, in the right in the spring well but obviously this year there's so many moving parts this I is mean, such a different year i mean even in that first the first line i mean they're talking about right there the the need for more spa- spacious multifunctional homes i mean i think we're going to actually continue to see that even as school continues because i think that you know we're gonna unfortunately this is just my opinion we're going to start seeing a lot of schools actually in my opinion closed down i disagree uh, you do yeah so I think that I think the the more that the kids are going back and the when the more that they're engaging again, I think honestly I don't even think it's necessarily going to be maybe the kids as much as it's going to be the teachers. But anyway, I do think that there is going to be another spike. I do think that schools are probably going to be closing, which in my opinion will inevitably cause what leads you another. To believe, well, I don't want to get into that. Why you think schools are going to close? What I do want to get into... Because colleges are already closing. That that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Because they're getting the money either way. Chief Economist Lawrence Yun, National Association of Realtors, declared that 2020 housing market was outperforming... This was just last week. Mm -hmm. Outperforming 2019's housing market. So we're already outperforming last year's. Right. He also predicted that uh, this year's home sales would end up higher than the 5.34 million home sales sold in 2019 so we're already having a better year and they're saying that this type of activity is going to continue all the way through the end of the year i i believe in more in that median average price point you will start you because we've had like here so many multiple offers so there's still so many buyers that have missed out that want to get into the market and buy right 
I do think as we get closer to November and, and, you know, obviously there's something the first week of November going on right after that, two weeks later, it's like, ah, oh, then it's Thanksgiving. Then it's like, I think right. your high end, your super, super high end in whatever area you're in okay. could take a pause for a couple months. But other than that, I think the markets are going to be incredibly strong across the board. Well, I think so the I number one thing this. that's, that's, that's pushing that though, is the interest rates. I mean, yeah. there are so many buyers right now that are missing out and they're super anxious. I am being led to believe that the interest rates are going to be just as low next year. So for all those buyers that are missing out this year and they're still able to rent or they're still living with their parents, I don't think that you are going to be missing out on a thing, you know, between now and when you actually find a house. I think that your rates are still going to be low. I think that's going to continue that surge. And I agree with you. I do think that those interest, those low interest rates are obviously what's carrying sort of that low to middle, you know, um, price point there. I, I, I don't know. It's an interesting one, though, too, because I think that I think that the high end is also um, does move, though, naturally during the fall and the winter, because I do think that buyers yeah. think that they're getting deals. So I, I don't know how much of a pause they there's really the going to be, but Again, there's so many things that have just, not, there's nothing predictable, I feel like, about this year, except Mm-mm. obviously I do think, though, that um, the rates will continue to stay this low. So I think that that will certainly help um, continue um, what it is that we're seeing. Yeah, real estate has been one of the few industries that has excelled during this whole entire right. thing. And the low rates uh, have, have really helped that. And they're saying low rates are going to continue into next year. So I don't think this is a racket. This no. fall feels like a spring market, but the whole year the outside whole year. of two months has felt like a spring market. Right. So, right. uh, here we go. Racket number two, Love it. Airbnb long-term bookings are on the rise as customers return to the platform. They're looking for longer term stays and the ability to bring pets hmm. with them according to Airbnb CEO, Brian Chesky. So I think that this is a worthwhile conversation because we did talk about Airbnb again back in March and April because I think Airbnb put a pause, right? Because travel restriction and then they you weren't able to book less than 30 days, right? Wasn't Ooh, there I'm some not sure. sort of... I forget if they did a pause. I think, we, I think we'll have to bring uh, Tim on for that one because I, I, I know that Tim's Airbnb, Macy's situation sort of hurt a little bit because you weren't able to book just one night. I think there was a minimum stay... Um, I do feel like we talked about that, you know, a few months back about Airbnb sort of taking a, a nosedive. And maybe it was area specific. I don't remember that. But I do. Well, I, again, hotels were closed because you couldn't you couldn't do short term. Right. Airbnb looks. Yeah, this like, is March 16th. Experiences pause to prioritize safety of community. With this priority in mind, we've made the difficult decision to pause all Airbnb experiences until at least April 30th. Yeah, so you're right. There, there was, was a, there was there, a, uh, there was that a, was on March 16th. So that was a month and a half pause. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a little, so I'm, I'm happy that we're re-engaging the conversations and I do think naturally I'm, I'm still getting people looking for rentals, long-term rentals, short-term rentals. Hey, if my, if I'm, if I'm working remotely, you know, like people that are sort of in the middle of the state, if I'm required to work remotely, maybe I'll spend my winter on the shore. Mm -hmm. So, um, I do, I do think there's going to be wonderful opportunities to continue to come up for long-term rentals. This is an amazing stat. Yeah. So Airbnb experienced a 22% year-over-year increase in consumer spending in July. So July 2019, July 2020, 22% more here in July 2020. 
uh, 20. Well, we were talking really about impressive. it before, though. Like, is it because the homeowners are charging more? Is Could that be. why? Because they did say been... it's consumer spending, not necessarily bookings. Right. As consumers are returning, they're looking for these longer term stays. We mentioned that at the top. Mm-hmm. There's a new trend where traveling and living are starting to blur together. Uh, yeah, people are all working from home so they can be anywhere where they when they do that. Right. Uh, people are booking for weeks at a time or even months at a time. Yeah. Uh, some of the things we mentioned pets, they're looking to bring their pets because they're going to have these longer term stays. They also uh, are frequently searching for pools, Wi-Fi. So that Wi-Fi connection keeps coming up. Like how strong well, is my Wi-Fi? Does, I mean, everyone needs Wi-Fi. I want, I want a Wi-Fi if I'm staying for one night. I think specifically the strength has, has been important to people though. <laughs> it's been important to me. Kitchen, air conditioning, washers. Yeah, you're going to be there for a while. You need to wash your clothes. Jacuzzi. Wow. And uh, free parking. Hey, jacuzzi. Jacuzzi. Who I mean, doesn't want a cuzzi? You know? I don't know. You don't like now you're, now you're, well, I mean, now you're sharing. Like, who was in there before? Little hot tubby? Did they quarantine? Little hot tubby is action? It, is it clean? I don't know. Airbnb guests are also largely booking spontaneous trips close to home that i don't think is a racket at all i mean just to get away for a few days where you're not staring at your dishes or your laundry i feel like is a bonus um again a a majority of schools too and i can only speak for our area are doing like the hybrid model for school too Mm -hmm. so so many families now are able to you know if your kid is going to school thursday friday you can skip out of town friday evening and then not come back until wednesday so i mean you're having like this consistently long weekend each weekend especially if mom and dad don't have to go to an office to work i mean you're pretty much just moving back to your house for two days think, to go to school. And I think also the consensus too is that an Airbnb in a health uh, pandemic is actually safer than a hotel because there's a lot more people in the common areas of the hotel, just a lot more people right. you know, potentially in a hotel where if you have a single family Airbnb, well, but it's then just you. Well, but it's just better. I mean, now you're making your own breakfast, you're making your own your yeah. lunch, you know, especially if you're trying to do this on a, you know. Longer term basis. Uh, well, yeah. that and like you're trying to save a little bit of money. I mean, as much as everybody obviously. You don't save any money on well, Airbnb. Well, but I think you do because you're able. I'm not, sp- I'm not spending $25 <laughs> for each of my children to have a bowl of Cheerios, but if I can have an Airbnb and I'm giving my kids. Service. And that it's, kind of stuff, right. But. So it, it it seems to be the most economic way to sort of get away and to do it without having to pay breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, I think people convince themselves that they're going to save money, then they get on the trip and they spend just as much as they would have in a hotel. Potentially. Oh, for sure. Potentially. People don't I mean, as budget an, as when an, they go as on an these adult, trips. I mean, but again, we're talking about long term. We're talking about vacation and life blurring. So yeah. this isn't necessarily a vacation. This is just a different place to sp- now spend your time because you're oh, just so sick a, of being home. This is a super luxury thing to do. Like yeah. have a home and then decide I want to go work an hour away from home because they've got a nicer view right. and I'm going to have you know, a, a better capacity to get my work done over at this Airbnb. That's a super luxury thing to do. Absolutely. What I do think is interesting though is that it seems like there's a lot of these homeowners that are, you know, marketing their home on Airbnb that, you know, investors, whatever, that are, you know, it seems like a, more of them are allowing pets because they mention it a couple times here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for me, boy, if I'm Airbnb with pets, I am jacking up the pet deposit. So you're not saving money there on me if I'm the, the, the owner of this home. And I got to jack up the nightly stay because you do a year of people bringing pets into your home versus a year of people not bringing pets into the home. The wear and tear is going to be dramatically different. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but when I walk into a house where we've got 
pet owners, mm-hmm. I can smell it. Mm-hmm. When the owners can never well, smell it. Well, you love it. dogs, though. You hey, love- can you smell that? I can't really smell. Yeah, I can yeah, smell it. Yeah. <laughs> I can smell it, guys. Yeah. It smells in here, and there, there's real wear and tear that comes with pets. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, there. I guess I guess what's super interesting there is that if you're getting into the Airbnb game and this is going to be your move, it sounds like you're going to need to be super strategic to, with the things that yeah. like maybe no carpets, maybe no rugs. You know, keep it. Maybe not even any hardwood floors. Maybe go with more of like a vinyl where you can easily wipe it down. Yes, you're not worried vinyl. about paws. So again, I think if you're getting into the Airbnb game, this. this this is just as important for you to read too because you now need to know what people are expecting demanding and how are you going to be able to maintain your home long term yeah i don't think you'd ever you know have a night where you're unbooked if you allow pets it's definitely going to help your bookings right and um, if you have high speed internet and high speed internet <laughs> i like i've seen people put in like the you know like in the foyer or whatever a um almost like a dog shower so like if the dog oh, comes in from the backyard yeah. there's like a like it's like a yeah. tub. It's I'm like a car you. wash, yeah. you know, for your dog. Right. Throw them in there. Maybe it's better off being outside, though. Uh, yeah, you don't I've seen inside. them outside, but I've yeah. seen them inside too. Yeah. They, you know, like in a mud room area. You gotta, I you gotta give your dogs a shower every time before they come in the house. Oh, but then they're wet, and then they're shaking, yeah. and then they're they're smelly when they're wet. I don't what know. I think you might need to rethink that. What a racket. Anyways, Airbnb. I think that's a racket. Uh, Airbnb though is what I don't think is a racket is they are going to IPO before the end of this year. So investors, keep your eye out for that IPO. All right, uh, Marketeer of the Week, one of our friends. One of our friends. One of our online friends. I don't, well, I don't maybe think I've she, ever met her. I think she talks to you more than she talks maybe to me. Maybe I have met her. Uh, Katie Day, I think. She's great. Again, I she swear. I swear she's like a photographer that follows her around because she's always like she's always like, and she always is wearing. She's a, she's a she's a true blue like Colwell Banker agent. Yeah. Um, I think I think her company is called Move, Move Me to Texas. What's the name of her company? Yes. On a team, Move Me to Texas. It's it is uh, something very similar to that. Yeah, I'll look it up, Nicole. Move Move Me to TX or. Um, anyway, because it's always on her shirt. She's always wearing the the Colwell Banker blue. She's. But again, she's she's always like there's photos. Move me to Texas. You've yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love I love her feed. Um, but again, I she's always she's always look. You see, look. Yeah, she's, she's in Houston. She's there sitting there on a on a on a on a uh, right there. Yep. Maybe we can pop up a couple of her yeah, uh, she's IG always like, photos. It's, it's like she's got a photographer just following her around in her so in here's, her polo shirt. Here's why she's the marketeer of the week. Not not the polo shirt. Well, she's working um, though. She did an article. She's super consistent. Very consistent. She did an article on Inman, which we will post, and uh, it's it's for Coldwell Banker. So to your point, she does wave the flag. Yeah, look, the um, Coldwell Banker brand and people are unlike any other. Ooh, wow! Look at that. Anyways, uh, what I do what I do think uh, is interesting here and and deserving of the marketeer of the week is that Coldwell Banker is opening up Gen Blue. Gen Blue 2020, Generation Blue, which is their annual conference, to absolutely everybody in the industry, 100% free. So if you're an agent with anybody, Nicole and I are William Ravis Real Estate, if you're EXP, if you're Compass, if you're Sotheby's, if you're anybody else, you can log on to their virtual Gen Blue this year and check out the whole thing. Check out every single thing they have to offer i mean i'm sure it's going to be mesmerizing <laughs> nicole what, what did you say before the show i didn't say a word before the show i was a cb agent i mean i think they're yeah. great i think they're just did you ever go to a gen blue um 
I don't Jim know. Jim Blue looks like a lot of fun. I don't know the answer to that. I did go. They did send the real me, in they, life they, ones. They did send me down to the Breakers, though. I was like one of the top ages that go, got to go down to the Breakers. Now that, that now that that, that was your was style. Some, that was something can I special. Be, can I be very honest here? I, when are you not? I don't know if I'm the first one to say this, but I think these virtual conferences have absolutely blown. <laughs> I hate these virtual conferences. They are terrible. Well, that's because you really like to go. You you are a people person. Well, okay, so you are you are a, a, a networking person. I should say, not a people that's person. That's a good. That's a good. You word are a networking it. person. <laughs> so that's what you're missing. Like you you're not necessarily there to hear. You know, Bob, seen, Bob Blow talk. You're more there. Well, I am though as well. I am but as well. Yeah, for certain. Yes, but you're. But but what makes those conferences so effective is like you're feeling their energy. You're feeling your neighbor's energy. But then you also get to continue to to feed that energy afterwards. Because once Bob Blow is done, you're just turning your computer off and you're like, all right. Well, it's. I think the best one I've seen so far pulled off is. Tom Ferry's success summit last week. He had like everybody on Zoom that wanted to participate like in the background of the person speaking and, and that person could see all those little Zoom panels, those little uh, Zoom faces on there. I thought but that was still interesting. Zoom. It's still I mean, Zoom. Still... And like, like Gary Vee was the keynote. I, I made sure I checked that out and Gary Vee did a great job as always and he answered questions and, it, and that was it was it was done very well. But I mean like three times I mean, Gary's from his like apartment in New York City. So you can see New York City buildings or his office somewhere in New York City. And uh, like three times he cut out. New York City's got like really strong Wi-Fi too, they say. Yeah. Some of the best. Well. And uh, like three times it's like freezing up. Yeah. And it's just like you get you start to get bored. You start to get fidgety. Everybody's yeah. got this like low attention Well, but then span. like there's things around you. And like you're, again, like you're looking at your dishes. You're looking at your laundry. Like potentially if you're home. No, I'm not. But I know yeah. you're not. But it's just, it's very easy to be distracted. I mean, there is nothing better than hopping on a plane fly, for that one in particular, flying to California, yeah. you know, doing that for four days. Like there, and you leave and you feel full. Um, but anyways, I think this is a good move for CB to get a little publicity. Why not? Well, what a great recruiting piece too. I think why what you not? said before the show, you said that you're not, they're not going to show you any of their hidden handshakes. Is no, there's no hidden handshakes. I don't, but I don't, <laughs> I'm not even so certain that any at Gen Blue there ever was anything. No, I, I mean, mean, even if at our Ravis events, there's nothing hidden. There's nothing like proprietary necessarily. It's just like some good rah, information rah, for sure. For sure. I'm not saying that. And when I used that. to go to like the Sotheby's ones, there was... I always used to say when people would ask me like, hey, what's the best, if I only could go to one conference a year, which one should I go to? Because like the Sotheby's one was a lot of money. You know, so like people in Sotheby's would ask, it was a lot of money. You'd be in Miami or Vegas or somewhere. Just the ticket to go, they would charge you like, thousands at all 2000 bucks 1800 bucks or something oh, just to just to go to the conference just to go to they the have to conference. pay for the hotel and then fly and you gotta pay for everything yeah. even if you like you were a speaker there they were charging you the oh, were you a speaker one time i was yes yeah, so, and they didn't nothing nothing nothing, got. nothing sotheby's hmm. anyways people would ask me like in sotheby's should i go to that with i would always say go to the tom ferry success summit or one of the tom ferry you're actually going to probably spend way less money and you know not a knock on sotheby's this is to your point a lot of these and this will be the probably the same thing with with jen blue it's all fluff man it yeah. is all company fluff rah, rah. it's a lot of that rah right. rah and, and and pushing towards their agenda not necessarily towards the correct. agent's agenda and right. your in your real value from those is going to be the relationships that you build so build like if you are going to go to 
I mean, Gen Blue's virtual, but if you, next year, if you're going to go to the real one or, or like the Sotheby's one that I mentioned or something like that, the value is in collaborating and building a real relationship with other people that you can either start a mastermind with and learn from each other or obviously do referrals, right? whatever. But that's where the real value is on those. Uh, the virtual experience, are you going to check it out? I mean, I barely, I'll see who the speakers are. I barely I'll get onto my is. kids' Zoom calls, but they, I would participate. They've got a link in here. We're going to link up the article, and within that article is the link for why don't we? Why don't we? Experience. Maybe what we should do is we should pick a day. We'll watch it here in the office, and then we could talk about it on, on one of our real words. It's six, the 16th. That's next week. Uh, so we could follow it up the next week, see what we think. Andy Grammer. Ever heard of him? He's a songwriter. What, what is this? What is this? A concert? Well, it's happy or is hour. this happy a happy hour on Thursday? Ooh. Dave Ramsey. I would like to check that one out. Dave Ramsey's going to be on there. That could be interesting. I don't think a singer. Relax. It's happy hour doing? right there. Jumbo happy hour on Thursday, September. It's happy hour. He's just playing music for oh, so boy. we can have a happy hour. Talk about the fluff. All right. Katie Day, great job, though, covering the story and getting the message out for your brokerage. I think you're amazing, Katie. You're the marketeer of the week, not necessarily CB. Any parting shots, Nicole? No. All right, guys. That's a review, right? That, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it real. Bye, guys.